Hi, my name is Rob Nichols from Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. And what you're about to hear is a live recording from Thy Geekdom Con, which is a kind of fun anime, comic book, cosplay convention, which took place in Wilmington, Delaware last week um, on Saturday, November 4th. So as such, the sound quality isn't going to be super great, but I think you're going to enjoy it. So let's take a listen and enjoy the show. Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast live at Thy Geekdom Con. Thank you. Hello. Thanks for having us here. Hey, hey. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Every week we get together, we listen to great video game music from the past and the present. Sometimes um, the future if we get around to it. Uh, no console restrictions. And then at the end of every episode we showcase, we spotlight great remixes, covers, and arrangements based on the theme that we've chosen for the day. And what is the theme that we've chosen for this particular episode of the show? I chose my own theme for now. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yes. All right. I did not plan for your own theme. That's all so right. What is this theme? Well, I thought we'd get up here and fight. Well, I did bring <laughs> this. I drank half of the cake. You are highly caffeinated. I am highly caffeinated. Yes. But you also were exercised, and I, I eat Snickers. So I don't know how well that's going to go for me. But yeah. roll the dice. So I chose some music for battle, and you chose some music to rock the house, I'm assuming? That is true. Excellent. But it can be converted to battle. Well, the actual topic of the episode today could be battles. But it's actually crowd pleasers we'll call it and the idea behind that is the fact that when we choose music for the show typically it's we know what we generally like to listen to and we know what a lot of people tend to listen to just by dialogue and just going on forums and hanging out with people gamers and such but we usually try to introduce stuff that may not be as common for the sake of saying hey check out this new tune you might not have heard go play this game whatever but this time we figured what do we think people really like like what are the tracks that people like to like to listen to or what games they listen to tracks from so it was a bit of an experiment on both of our parts i would say yeah, definitely definitely so we're going to listen to some music uh, and then afterwards we're going to comment on it we're going to talk about why we like the track why we like it musically why how we like it that it fits in the context of the game that's more Purnell's speed I run I, sometimes, sometimes. I played maybe 10 percent of every <laughs> game that we played on the show which is actually kind of nice though i mean you bring a nice, you bring a nice innocent perspective to everything. Yes. And I bring the chiseled old grill, the old man frustration factor to the setup. So everyone, get some food, have a seat, and listen to some tunes. Purnell, this is an odd-numbered episode, so you go first. Odd number two from an odd man. So the first track I went with is from actually a game that fits this con because one of the guests that is attending. I believe is actually a voice actor in the game. But the track that I chose is from the game Persona 5, and it's titled, basically, it's Friend Awakening Battle, and it's composed by Shoji Meguro. Excellent. And hopefully it's enjoyed.
Welcome back. You were just listening to the Friendship Awakening Battle from the game Persona 5, composed by Shoji Meguro. Now, my interest in this track, well, the game itself has a spectacular OST. Well, the entire game is just spectacular. Every Shin Megami Tensei game is fantastically arranged. Well stated, and yes. very much true. But, um, um, is it the whole Persona series is Shoji Meguro? No, no. More so, he was involved loosely on all of them, but he became like the headliner from three up. But he is related to Eddie Vedder. Yes. I mean, where'd you learn this? <laughs> Where do you learn these weird facts? You so, got that, got that grunge sound. <laughs> Doing the back panel <laughs> behind the back guitar. Reminds me of being a teenager, man. Getting all, getting all dark and moody. Well, you're not my dad. Well, it's kind of how this game works in that sense, too, so I think it's appropriate that you would state that. So, this track typically plays in the game during scenarios where main characters come to realize how they are restricted by the society they are in and the people they associate with within that society. And due to the environment they are in being like the, the basically the palaces, the, the material idea world, I'll call it in this case, they are able to break free of those bonds by calling upon an inner being known as a persona, which allows them to get crazy powers and sometimes awesome vehicles because, hey, we can do that in a persona game now. Um, but it ends up usually culminating in a ridiculous battle that's very much one-sided for your team. And this track just kind of conveys that level of like resentment and angst that stems from that realization and also the drive and energy that comes from the real desire that you want to do something to change that. You want to fight back against right. society. And we talked about that, where like the game is all about fighting the, the, the inner darkness in yourself. Like the persona, the, the monsters are like the darkness, the, uh, the 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 emotional part of yourself that are those characters that they don't want to admit. Yeah, they don't want to realize into the physical world. Well, yeah, it's like it's pretty much along those lines where it's like they, hey, you want this, you want change to come. Now that you've accepted that you want that change. Talk to me because I got what you need to get things done. If you know what I mean. So, but this is a battle track, right? Uh huh. Uh, I got a battle track for you. Really? I don't so, know who's going to be coming against this bad boy. Though. So, for my set, I'm going from uh, more well known to a little more obscure. So, I'm starting with another Shoji Maguro track. Okay. Another '90s sounding track, but completely different '90s. <laughs> We're talking late '90s. <laughs> this, no, this is this is uh, uh, some hip hop, uh, 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 funky. Um, New Jack Swing 90s. This is uh, Mass Destruction. I think one of probably the most well-known tracks in the Persona series. Alright, well... From Persona 3, Shoji Maguro, Mass Destruction. Let's move this up. Destruction. Oh yeah, 
So that is Mass Destruction, composed by Shoji Maguro, a very different 90s sound for Persona 3. This freaking track, I swear. I, I love the tune. It's a spectacular beat. It's, but when I first heard it in action, it did not compute at all. It did not fit. It, really? Because for no! me, I, I love this track. I chose this track today because it fit the entire game for me. It's all about like being in high school. And for me, that was the 90s. And like this style of music with the horns and like the drum machines and the guy rapping, you can't understand what he's saying. Oh, that, 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 that. You understand that, though. And that's the only thing that really matters. Let's be blunt. It's excellent. And so like every, like a lot of the music is funky like this. And it's, it's just fun, just fun dance music. It just, it all worked for me. And I think it's hilarious you say that it's all fun dance because the entire game is like probably the darkest Persona game yeah, ever I done. The only, only Persona game <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, this is the dark, like the darkest one by far. I mean, aside from the means of summoning personas, which is like you know gunshots to shock the, shock the persona out yeah. of your head. Um, that that imagery is what, of course, drew me into the game. It's just, it's, I would say it's evocative. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You know, like if I remember correctly, it's been a minute, but oh. the dark hour, which is where you fight at in the game, is also home to. Shadows, which in this in the concept of this game, it's like basically dark ideas that man creates, and they get they're basically given life in the dark hour, and they eat they easily eat wanderers who show up unannounced. That's essentially what they do. So, and it's then, a dangerous place to be. Yeah, but apparently, according to you, it's fun and dancey. Absolutely, with this kind of music, you're going to spend a lot of time in one of these like JRPGs that you spend like 80 hours like doing all these battles. I'm like, why not? Like, why not get funky? Well, if, if why I not got, get if I, funky? If I got a day, if I got a fight for my life, I may as well dance while I'm doing it. So that, that's, that's one of my favorite battle tracks ever. Well, uh, and of course, Shoji Maguro across all the Mega Ten series is just got that. He's got that cool dark, like hip hop kind of sound. But then he's got this. Well, I'm not gonna lie. You're not wrong. Not by far. It's it's, it's authentic. It's just I was hooked on your fun and dancey descriptive. Well, let's keep the new spirits high with your next track. Oh, it's gonna go high through the ceiling. This very low ceiling. Um. So this particular track is from a game that I have adored since the day it got released on the PlayStation 2. It is pretty much embodied by its OST. Like it's pretty much what makes the game stand out even in the in the present day compared to when it came out. And that game in question that I'm referring to is Katamari Damacy. The track in question from the game is called Lonely Rolling Star, and that track was composed by Yoshihito Yano. So. If you've never heard it, and prepare to smile like a geek, it's going to happen.
Well, you are currently listening to the fantastic, ever fantastic, Lonely Rolling Star track from the game Katamari Damacy, composed by Yoshihito Yano. This game, it, it, this game is this, this game is like a it's like a music rhythm game that's not a music rhythm game. <laughs> In a sense, because you're playing it, you're playing it for the music. Uh, mo- most of the time, that's what's keeping you going. It really does keeping you rolling. Yeah, because the game starts out, you're I mean, you're being berated by your dad mercilessly, but comedically, and told to recreate the galaxy by collecting junk from people's houses. Right, what, was it, what was your favorite junk, though? What was your favorite junk? I liked it when you were collecting the, the basically the various bits of sea life. There was yeah. a moment where you were collecting like squids and octopuses and giants like swordfish and crap just hanging out in the harbor. I like collecting people because like they looked like they had no idea what was going on, and they were like they were like willfully oblivious. So you're just going around and then just running them over, and the guy with the spiky hair is like, oh. no, 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 no. Well, that's the amazing right. thing about this game, in a sense, too, because everything about the game screams happiness, the music, yes. the color, the graphics, but it's also a really dark game. Yeah, I mean, like... Planets are made of people, folks. <laughs> well, you've talked about how, like, the whole game is, like, you trying to prove yourself to your father, mm-hmm. and, and, like, and how no matter what you do, you will not please him. Up and through the end of the game, you roll up the entire universe, your father still is disappointed. He's like, I want more. But then you got this music playing, and it's fine. You're Everything's just, fine. You don't need his approval. This is right. You're tearing families apart with your garbage-collecting <laughs> ball. You're, you're destroying <laughs> valuable real estate with your garbage-collecting ball. You're stopping giant monster battles with your giant rolling ball. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, you're smiling as you do it, so everything works out fine in the end. It's just fine that way. That's the magic of Japanese video games. They can take anything and make it pleasing and fun. Right. But this is definitely probably one of the more memorable tracks in the game, if, if not from like the, the main like theme of, of the game. Right? So I can't speak for everybody, but for me, no question. I've played the game multiple times, but whenever I do this level, the first time it plays, you're like collecting like thumbtacks and paper clips and binders on a, in, a, in an office room in a house. <laughs> and I just redo this like level that. over and over and over again and just try to collect everything in that particular room, because you never leave the room on that stage. Do but, you ever like, imagine yourself? Like, you ever look like you're like, bored at work and just like imagine... Like a little dude running around. I don't imagine anything. I do it. You see it. I have a duct tape ball. <laughs> you got a duct tape ball. Roll it down the aisles. People oh. wonder where their office equipment went. Put on your like, skin-tight green suit and just run around the office when, when no one's looking. I wear that regardless of yeah. what I'm rolling the ball. I just <laughs> like skin-tight green outfits. And it's just a comfort thing. But the, the ball is important. It is very important. It's, it, it, you create stars. And you hang them like from like the ceiling in the office. <laughs> <laughs> your boss comes in and he's like, what are you doing? Have a seat. Let me this report I designed. This is really awesome. Don't, no. mind, don't mind the garbage on the Those ceiling. Those are old reports. They're all stars now. <laughs> stars on the ceiling sky. <laughs> see, I like this. See, I wanted to do that now. See, you, you inflicted a lot of problems at the, at the state building there. I do love this song, though. It's just, it's, it's so, like, emotional, but happy. Happy, emotional, but at the very end, it gets a little, uh, a little melancholy. Yeah, because it's over. All right. So let's rock out with a boss battle song. How about that? Well, I'll be the judge. i got to see what you brought to the right, table. So this is one of my favorite soundtracks for the Super Nintendo. Um, this is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, also known as Final Fantasy America. Um, this is composed by Kenji Ito. Okay. And it is the boss battle for Mystic Quest. I, I can really feel it. It's pretty dope. Let's dig it.
we're back. This is the boss battle theme from Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, composed by Kenji Ito. And, and this is up there for me, for me, one of the top Final Fantasy soundtracks. Up there with Nobuo Uematsu. This is amazing. It's got it's got the hard rock. It's got like the soft, like chill, like music they would hear from like a Super Nintendo track, with, like like the light strings. It's got some funky music. It's got some sexy music. This this and this. It's got this. It's got horns in the air. Just rock out with an organ. I love this song, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> so I mostly ignored this game back in the day, primarily because, well, I couldn't afford it because I didn't have that kind of money. But Nintendo Power did a very decent job of putting out a nice display of very colorful images, and you fighting a giant octopus as, like, the first boss in the first Rainbow World or whatever. But then I learned how stupidly easy the game was to play. After coming from Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 and Dragon Warrior, I had no desire to get into this game, which means I also ended up not having an interest in the music that the game had. It wasn't until Theatrhythm Curtain Call came out, of all things. Uh, oh, is that what's called? Theatrhythm? Yeah. Theatrhythm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, hey, if they made the word up, you can pronounce it however you want. Technically. <laughs> Let's be honest here. But yeah, so, the, so the, this music was included in that rhythm game. Not the boss theme, but two of the battle themes work. Oh, absolutely. So when I unlocked them... I mentioned in a, in a group that I run, you know, hey, this is cool battle music from this game that I think is stupid. And a friend of mine goes, you're out of your gorgeous has some of the best battle music in the you series. Really feel for now. <laughs> well, I don't want to go into that. I want to express my feelings. That's for Persona. But, um, so I ended up putting up, and playing it on the, in the game, became obsessed with it, tracked down the OST, listened to the OST in full, then played the game. And though simple as anything else... By understanding the fact that they created the game with the intent of bringing people into the role-playing game fold, combined with the excellent production values that come from this great music and graphics, mm -hmm. I can't really hate on it anymore. It's actually a pretty ingenious way to get people to start appreciating games that you want them to play. And for an introduction to Super Nintendo music, you can't go any further than this game. It's It's got everything. Yeah, I mean, just imagine playing this game first, hearing this OST, like, yeah, I hope all RPGs are like this, right, and yeah. then you boot up some game where everything's atmospheric and aural and like all the, the boss theme is just like water dripping from the ceiling and maybe a guy screaming in a catacomb every couple seconds. It's It would be quite the downer, but thankfully you'll always have your Mystic Quest memories and that's oh, perfect. Now you gave me some Super Nintendo tracks too to play, right? Of course I did, because I love the Super Nintendo. So what what did you what you got for us? Then? Well, we for can't now. do an episode of quote-unquote crowd pleasers or perceived fan favorites and now pull for one of the best role-playing games on the Super Nintendo. That's really nice of you, not to assume that people are just going to automatically love this music. Well, because I need, my <laughs> self-esteem has some issues, but well, whatever. Um, so this track is from the game Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo. And I decided to go with a particular favorite of mine from the game, A Shot of Crisis, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda.
Without a Crisis from the game Chrono Trigger, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. There are a lot of great tracks, a lot of awesome town sounds, and towns for that matter. Town sounds. <laughs> Going town sounds. Oh, mercy. There's yeah. a lot of spectacular jams yeah. from this game entirely, but I had to go with this one when we were talking about crowd pleasers. For specifically because of the main reason that I remember it in the game and how it fits in with that. Because in Chrono Trigger, as you know, there's a lot of time jumping and scenario bouncing that takes place. And early on in the game, you really don't get much time to even catch your breath and figure out what's going on. And probably one of my favorite game twists in an RPG is when you come back from the past for your first trip and you get arrested by like your local kingdom government for a crime you did not commit and you get put on trial for it and it's a kangaroo court it's a total kangaroo court and they lock you up now unfortunately i can't remember what triggers exist to cause this scenario but you can have one of two outcomes either you sneak out of prison and you're kind of tip throwing through the dungeon trying to avoid guards and rats or your best friend from school will just run into the, into the castle start shooting everybody and breaks you out of jail and you're just blowing through the castle trying to make you escape. And if you take the latter option, this music is playing the entire time. Yeah, this is some intense, like, uh, uh, ratchet up the, uh, the intensity music. It's really cool because, I mean, like, it really does start out with, like, you woke up, everything's great, you're at a festival, oh, crap, wormhole. Now you're in the past, you are, you saved the princess who was kidnapped by some weird, like, back, like, like some weird, like, gremlin with back problems, and then you get shot back into the present, and you think you're a hero and you're not, and it just... This just drags it up to 11 as you're trying to fight to avoid the death penalty. So, <laughs> and then you fight a dragon tank at the end because clearly teenagers with a sword and a pea shooter can take out military-grade weaponry. Because why not? It's just awesome like that. Can you think of a time that you've, like, like gone back to a familiar place? Like, maybe, like, your old house or something. But something was so different that everyone just reacted to you differently. Like, reacted to me differently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you suddenly, someplace that was so familiar was just, you felt, like, out of place, and you didn't belong. Oh, yeah, Blacksburg. Um, so, I used to go to school at Virginia Tech for a, a long, long time ago. And when I first went there, it was a very family, familial environment to me. It was very small-townish. One local movie and game shop that sold a bunch of indie stuff, you know, an indie theater, all that stuff. And great food. And then I left for four years and came back after what their version of the Industrial Revolution must have been like. And you had overpasses going across like old neighbor, tiny neighborhoods. And people were all obsessed with sports teams and the like. And it just became kind of absurd to the point where I felt personally uncomfortable being there anymore. Like it lost its small town vibe. Like it wasn't like hostile, right? But A little. A little. I mean, it was still the South. But yeah. I, mean, I made do with what I could. So, but honestly, as much as I like the environment still, it just wasn't what I wanted right. from it originally, and it changed to me well for the worst. Yeah. I and remember, I could uh, almost see this music slightly playing in the echoes. Sort of, like, as you're driving away. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go, gotta we'll go. see you soon. <laughs> yeah, I felt that way going back to um, old record stores on South Street, and this was even, like, 10, 15 years ago, like, when they were just closing, and I was like, oh, this is not how I remembered... That was back when they had anime stores up there, too. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, Quakerhead. Yes, thank you. I don't remember the name of that. We had anime in Philadelphia, and now we don't. All right, I'm going to chill things out with another battle theme. Uh, with a battle theme I could not believe was a battle theme. This is from The Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. You introduced me to this soundtrack. Um, this Whoa. is called The Sophisticated Fight. 
And to me, this sounds like music to golf to. I love that you picked this. Which I absolutely love golf game music. So this is Legend of Heroes, composed by Yoshihiro Jindo and the Falcom Sound Team. It's going to be quality. This was called A Sophisticated Fight from The Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, composed by Yoshihiko Jindo and the Falcom Sound Team, JDK. I am God, surprised I you chose this track. What drew you to this? You did, man. Like, you played, uh, uh, it, was a, it was a Legend of Heroes track that was, like, so jazzy. I could not believe how jazzy it was, and I just, I had to find more. But, of course, Falcom Sound Team, you got, like, a lot of, like, the prog rock sound and a lot of, like, heavy guitar and then this song played, and it's a battle theme. Yeah, it's the main battle theme, oh, actually. Amazing. Falc- Can't get enough of it. Yeah, the Falcom sound team in general are keen to experimentation with what they put in their games. I mean, they have a penchant for hard rock related stuff, which is the primary reason why I gravitate towards them. Sure, sure. I like, I like rock facts. But in addition to that, you get stuff like this on occasion where when you first hear it in the game proper, again, it just does not compute, it does not fit. Um, the game's premise is you are a young girl in a world that is pretty much at peace with the occasional war between countries. And your goal is to try to get through the initiation rights to become what's called a bracer, which is essentially that game's version of, like, hunters. So you take odd jobs for people and help save the day, be a hero, essentially. So it's just her journey experiencing the world and fighting bunnies on the side of the road. But half to the game is hanging out on the beach and putting on sunscreen and listening to this music. Well, fighting bunnies, yes. Well, I mean, the bunnies are putting the sunscreen on you. 
How would they do that? They don't have thumbs. Uh, they they use their tails. That's just awkward. Get creative for now. <laughs> I will not do that. I would not subject rabbits to that kind of so, tournament. I had this confused with the fighting game. I guess there's a fighting game that's like all of these like franchises together. Yeah, so um, Soronoki Seki versus East. Okay, so, but okay, there's East characters. Is there Guardian heroes? No, nah, it's just the East universe and the Soronoki Seki universe. And even though you're probably like, what the heck is that? Because it's all in Japanese. The games over here were called The Legend of Heroes. Okay. They released on the PSP and then later on to Steam. So in Japan, it's like a much bigger franchise than it is here. But basically the battle game was just a 2D, like, isometric fighting game where basically you were pretty much running up on guys and fighting like you're in an action RPG. You could equip items that gave you different abilities and movesets. It was really authentic and cool. Absolutely. But they took most of these OSTs and rockified them to the point where even <laughs> if you don't play the game proper, the music is so good as able to be appreciated even having no exposure to the games themselves. Yeah, I actually almost played a lot of Ease music today. Um, like the original Ease 1 and 2 composed by Yuzo Koshiro. Uh-huh. I love his style like on the old school PC-98 uh, computer systems. Oh, he put um, the work in. Yeah, but that, that was like some of his earliest like game work was on the Ease series before he got into Actraiser and Streets of Rage. And hearing him do this kind of like high fantasy, almost like super jazzy style, you can see like what his future in composition was going to look like. And then he made music for games where you're punching guys in brawl. That's great. It's good stuff. It's fantastic. Bare knuckle. All right. Bare knuckle. All right. So I'm gonna pull this uh, this last track down, and we're gonna do a part of the show we like to call the bonus round. Bonus round. Yeah, the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on our theme. Um, so there's uh, there's just so many great cover bands out there. Like tonight, there's gonna be an excellent cover band called Steel Samurai. At 10.30, I think they're playing on this stage. Yeah, I believe so. They're going to explode this area. Like, their sound is enormous. And they, honestly, you'd be remiss to miss that show, to be perfectly very, honest very with good. They play a lot of, um, they play they play music from all over, like, a lot of different games, but they mainly do the, um, the unsung heroes, I would say, of yeah, the video exactly. game atmosphere. Yeah, so, yeah, Phoenix Wright. <laughs> of course. <laughs> God, yes. All right, so you kicked this off, so why don't you give us your first um, bonus round track? Well, for this one, I thought I'd be a little bit funny to try to come up with what I believe to be one of the most overcovered game tra- some tracks in video gaming. Yeah. And yeah, there are obvious ones like Super Mario Brothers or The Legend of Zelda, but I want to go a little further back than those. And I dwelled upon one particular Mega Man villain, Storm Eagle. There is so much done for this guy. It's like it's, it's to the point where I almost grow yeah. bored looking for them. But I haven't because all of them are high-quality tracks for a high-quality song. Absolutely. So I thought to choose one for one of my favorite composers of Remixed Them. That guy going by the name, the awesome name, of Stone McNuckle. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a remix to the Storm Eagle stage from Mega Man X1. And it is superb.
Yes, that was a Purnell track. You think? Yeah, you Do came you in with the, with the heat, with the guitar, and with the drums. I swooped in like an eagle and brought the storm is what yeah, I did. Man. I hate fighting that boss. <laughs> He's so awesome. He's super cool, but any boss that's like constantly blowing you away, like the airman. Yeah, and that's his whole shtick. His whole weapon, his whole weapon doesn't even hurt you. It just blows you off the stage. But, like, it's just in, I don't know, this track, again, Storm Eagles remix by Stone McNuckle. I love when composers, or not really composers, but bands and artists take a track that was designed to be a whopping like one minute in depth and make, give it so many change-ups and variations that it can become like four to five minutes long and never become tiresome. It becomes more awesome as it goes. It's always interesting to find um, uh, remixers and arrangers who, who take the original composition and, and stay super true to it, but with uh, a lot of other instruments. But it's it's... I find it even more interesting when they take like a very small theme and just sort of are more creative with it over the course of like three or four minutes. It's gold. Okay, so this is the, uh, it's called, I think it's for, like when you put the wing, the cap with the wings on it from Mario wing 64. Mario. Wing Mario. This, this is called Wings to the Sky, and it's from the compilation Portrait of a Plumber. <laughs> Don't stop the Nintendo because they're trying to denounce that history. So I, wanna, I knew you were going to bring some heavy metal or some, some hair metal. So I wanted to get some more dancey type stuff in here. So this is from the artist Halk, okay. Portrait of a Plumber. Awesome. Let's bring it.
All right, this is Wings to the Sky, composed by Halk, H-A-L-C. H-A-L-C. Yes, I played some music from this artist before. <laughs> I'm drinking plenty of Halk. Halk. Peter Halk with the vitamin R. <laughs> R. Um, so yeah, I wanted to bring some more kind of funky, danceable type Mario goodness to the show today. I'd say you succeeded. This is, I don't know, but then the question becomes, what kind of dance are we looking at? Like, is it a swing dance? Is it a sort of casual shuffle? Um, yeah, a swish wash? You know, I'm talking the Pernell two-step. Well, that's, that's a pass animal to anything, though. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'm telling you. Pernell two-step can be used in any situation or scenario. <laughs> I mean, it's an all-purpose toolkit. Right, so, so every week we do play covers and remixes. We're going to have links to all of the artists on the on that part of the show because, you know, you go to their website so you can buy their music. You don't have to just stream it. You can buy their music and support the great artists that are out there. Very true, very true. And quite frankly, if you don't have the money to, most likely even just sharing their work is perfect. Got to go out on this. I mean, if you're going to do a crowd pleaser, that which goes with everything is kind of a must, wouldn't you say? It's a little on the nose, right? Something that goes with everything. It does. Right. Even uh, with rhythm and pixels. Scalcine composed by Yoko Shimamura. Which I didn't even realize she did. Yes. That woman has a portfolio going back for miles. Oh, yeah. A, an amazing um, resume of music. My words are done. I think we're I think we're about finished here. If you want more information about our show, please go to rhythmandpixels.com. If you want to get in contact with us, you can get in contact with us over our email, rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you want to check us out, um, see the full track listing. If you want to listen to more episodes, go to the website. You already said it. Let's say it again. Rhythmandpixels.com. You can check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, a lot of the conversation around the music happens on Facebook. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. You can check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on Twitch, playing Street Fighter and uh, Bullet Hell games. It's usually just me. Well, that's soon to change. That is soon to change. Um, you go to the other podcast that Pernell is a part of where he does game reviews for new and current indie games. SML Podcast. And also check out reviews on the Hey Poor Player for great quality writing reviews. Oh, shout outs well. to Q. Who? Q. He doesn't know. He's he's too busy and he's in work right Shout now. Shout out to Q. He can't. Anyway, I'm um, loving all the great, uh, all the great, awesome cosplay that's out here today. Um, I really want to thank uh, Chris for having us on Thy Geekdom Con. Maybe we can uh, come again next year. Here's the hoping. I had a great time though. I can tell you. I'm yeah. Uh, we'll be around if you want to talk music. If you just want to say hi, uh, my name is Rob Nichols and I'm Pernell. This has been the Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast, and yeah. we'll see you next week. And remember. I'm uh, honestly, I'm just loving this convention. I like the atmosphere that it has. I've been going to conventions for a better part of 20 years, and they've all gotten to be so big to the point where the intimacy level of them has just vanished. And I show up here, and this takes me back to like Kasukan '99, 2000, easily. And to me, that soul of like you know, just like people getting together in cosplay and just interacting with each other, having a good time. And a more personalized setting is what cons are all about. So if you have any of those going on in your area right now, for the sake of all the other like big shows, do not forsake the smaller cons right. to patronize the larger ones. Like go online. Find these small conventions. They need your support. And they're so much more fun than the big ones. I concur. And in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Not that the big ones aren't. 
Oh, that was very cool. They were fun, too. Yeah, Mike Best is a bomb. All right, thank you very much. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Boop, boop.